Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't even First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Eagles Unfiltered. I'm Ed Kratz, your co-host, joined by my colleague John McMullen. This is the after dark edition of Eagles Unfiltered because we can't Not see the sun. The sun is setting here at the Novacare Complex on day four of Eagles training camp. And boy, it's been a really fast week, if you ask me. Can't believe one week is in the books. Uh, but here we are, John. What did we see tonight? Let me just start by saying that the Eagles had a little bit of an injury scare, right, with Devontae Smith. Yeah. Uh, during an 11-on-11 drill, very early in the first 11-on-11 drill, uh, went down to catch a underthrown pass from Jalen Hurts uh, and kind of got hit from behind and got crumpled over, uh, left the field with the trainers, but returned, uh, which was a good sign. The Eagles uh, said that he is being evaluated for a leg injury, but I got to think, John, that it's probably not that serious if he came back on the field and watched practice. Yeah, that was a good sign. I mean, if there is any concern whatsoever, they're going to go in the building. So we kind of knew during the session the Eagles weren't that concerned and probably being cautious more than anything else. Nick Sirianni's talked a lot about the training staff, the medical staff. They're going to be very cautious at this time of year, understandably so. But you're right. He stayed on the field. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside also got banged up. For a minute, he got hit in the groin. We all know what that means, and he's okay. Saw him after practice. He was walking around uh, pretty well. Not not much concern there as well. So a couple scares, but the good news is no major injuries really uh, during the first four days of practice. And now the Eagles on the verge of their first day off, and everybody is bailing out of here Ed, as we're talking. <laughs> Yeah. Swoop walking by, a couple cheerleaders <laughs> walking by for the NFL Network. Uh, Jason Kelsey. Jason drove, Kelsey gave us a head nod. his nice white truck, gave yeah. us a little head nod. Yeah, Driving by, so yeah. everybody is bailing out of here as quickly as possible to, as Nick Sirianni says, attack the rest. Uh, rest day. <laughs> it is a grind. It is a grind yeah. for training camp. It's a grind for us. You can imagine what it's like for the players. So they get a little breather, and you can look back at this sort of four day I don't want you know segment of this training camp who who stood out to you Ed? well you know today Saturday um, during the 11 on 11 work I thought Craig James the cornerback I think he's playing very well I know you do a practice game ball in your training camp observations I don't know who you have to uh, he was, have he's him. in the mix he's, he's got to be in the mix I think very underrated uh, contender 
to, to get some time, not only on special teams. We all know he's very good on special teams. Tremendous. But if he stacks some of these practices together like he had tonight, you know, he, he might play himself into a role. Very impressed with Craig James. That's kind of, uh, if you're asking me tonight what stood out, I would say uh, Craig James stood out. And then, of course, you probably have a play of the day in mind here, I guess, right? I do have a play in the day, and it was Zach Ertz. And so much uh, conversation about Zach Ertz through this whole process, understandably so. We all know the emotional goodbye. We can go back to that. The assumption was he would not be here. Training camp started. Well, he's here, uh, and he's performing at a Zach Ertz type of level. Today, it was just... You know, I thought about, and we were on the sideline, Ed. I, I don't know if you, were, if you were down a little bit further, but where I was standing, right in front of the play, and it reminded me of Harrison Smith in the NFC Championship game. It was just a double move up the sideline. Now, it was Elijah Riley. It wasn't Harrison Smith, but it was just a tremendous throw, tremendous catch, big, long gainer. And I got to see Zach Ertz up close a number of times today. He does indeed have his shorts inside out not showing the eagles logo so things are not you know a hundred percent by any means but he's being a professional he's playing at a high level that's always been his trademark john is those routes i mean he's always been a terrific route runner uh for a tight end and um you know i was a little further down the field you know my old eyes I thought it was Dallas Goddard. You know, that 86 yeah. and 88 look a lot alike. So I initially thought it was Dallas Goddard. And another reason was because there was a big yards after catch after uh, after Zach caught it. He turned up field and ran into the end zone. Uh, it was a great throw from, uh, I think it was Jalen Hurts that saw him yeah. open. Um, Jalen did not have a very good throw during seven-on-sevens that you were watching, right? I mean, I was over at the other side of the field watching one-on-one lineman drills, which I love to watch. But... Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, that's been the thing about Jalen Hurts, and I think that's what the Eagles are striving for. Nick Sirianni mentioned this a little bit in his pre-practice press conference. He talked before practice today. That seems to be the the, the way it's going to go moving forward as well. It's going to be pre-practice instead of pro, post-practice. But say that five times. But <laughs> I, I I will say that the consistency from throw to throw. One time it's great, the next time it, it's not so good. And I think that's what the Eagles are looking for. Who just gave us a thumbs I up? I thought that was Milata. Jordan Milata just, yeah, just gave us a thumbs up, but yeah. he's zooming through this parking lot. Holy smart, just blew that stop sign over there. And Jordan needs a bigger car. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a big man. Uh, yeah, you're right about the consistency. And you know what? Listen, that that that's the hallmark of a young quarterback. Any young quarterback, I would think, is just finding that that level of consistency because you're right. Um, you know, the throw he made in that seven on seven was picked off by <clears throat> linebacker TJ Edwards. Um, but, you know, he made the great throw to uh, Goddard. He's made some really nice looking throws. And then he, you know, he leaves some up for grabs. So uh, I guess month of August is going to be the time to kind of make sure he's trying to uh, find that even, consistent level. I mean, he's going to throw interceptions, let's face it, this yeah, season. Every, everybody does. Uh, uh, yeah, there's never been a quarterback who's thrown zero interceptions in a season, I don't think, right? Not even Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers comes close, but yeah. even he throws three or four every season. Yeah. But I, I, I would say that 
you know, Nick Sirianni's constantly preached get a little bit better every day. I think Jalen Hurts has got a little bit better every day. Now, day one was really bad, but Nick Sirianni, and I've mentioned this context as well, Nick mentioned again today a lot of close quarters, a lot of tight windows because they were doing red zone work on purpose, and it's more difficult to throw the football. As we get later in camp and the Eagles start to work in different things and they're really opening up and the training staff says the guys are ready to go, pull bore, hopefully you'll see an improvement when you have a little bit more open space. So one of the uh, Eagles Unfiltered, uh, someone who listens to the program pretty religiously, Dakota, <clears throat> asked me how John Hightower is doing. Um, and it's interesting because today Hightower was in the spotlight a little bit. I thought I thought he made a terrific catch, kind of a ball thrown behind him. He reached back and caught it. There was one uh, session where Nick Sirianni ran over and praised him for uh, a route that he ran. But then there was another instance where Sirianni was kind of undressing him, so to speak, for not turning around 10 yards and to look for the ball 10 yards sooner. Did you notice any of that with Hightower? Yeah, I mean, Nick was really, uh, really focused on the wide receivers. Obviously, yeah. he's a former receiver himself. He's a former receivers coach. He was really focusing in on the wide receivers because we've talked about it a lot for three years now. This team needs to prove, improve at the wide receiver position. You're right. I mean, he praised John Hightower at one point where um, it was a good route in, in, in individual drills, uh, and he was able to make a, a great catch on the sideline. And then later, he kind of got on him, and, and you overheard him say, you, you got too much talent. You got to do the little things. And, you know, that's – we were talking about young players at the quarterback position, same thing at the wide receiver position, same thing at every position. They tend uh, to, to have up plays, down plays. That's what makes the veterans different is consistency. Yeah, so listen, if you have any questions and you're listening to this, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, at Kratzee, K-R-A-C-Z-E, or – or uh, John here, John McMullen, you want to give your uh, Twitter At handle? At J.F. McMullen, F is in Frank, uh, M-C-M-U-L-L-E-N. Yeah, so we, we'll be happy to talk about it. There was another listener, uh, I believe Jeff, uh, asked me how Kayvon Wallace is doing. And uh, to me, he hasn't really shown me anything, Kayvon Wallace. I, I don't know. I mean, I saw him break up a pass once in the end zone, I think. Uh, during red zone drills. But what about you, John? What do you see from Kayvon Wallace? Anything? I haven't seen a lot of splash plays, so right. I think that's it. But that maybe that's not great, but the good news is I haven't seen a ton of bad plays either. Yeah. And he's gotten uh, a lot of first-team reps. And Nick Sirianni didn't come out and say it, but it certainly sounds like the defense has won all three days of practice from what I heard. Yeah. Uh, we'll see on day four. Obviously, they watched the film after and Nick Sirianni grades these things. But the defense as a whole has been ahead of the offense, and Kayvon Wallace has gotten a lot of first-team reps. I would say more first-team reps than Marcus Epps, who he's sort of battling with. So I think he's got a little bit of an advantage. Now, ultimately, the Eagles hope Rodney Cloud will be ready by week one. That's the goal. That's the hope. That's Rodney's goal. Uh, the Eagles would prefer that. But I think Kayvon has been solid. No splash plays, but again, it's more important to me that you don't have any really bad plays. And I, I haven't seen a ton of bad promo. Yeah, well, that's definitely good news. Uh, but you asked me earlier what 
anything stand out over these first four days? And, um, you know, I, I, I'm encouraged by this staff, I have to say. I like the way they're doing things. Jonathan Gannon, man, he's running around like a like a teenager. I mean, this guy, he ran. He is a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> I know, compared to us, he yeah. certainly is. But, I mean, he, he ran about 30 yards after one play where Derek Barnett just stuffed a running play. And, you know, the running backs keep going after they've been presumed tackled. And Barnett went running right after him all the way down the field. And J.G. tore off after him, got, you know, congratulated Barnett. I mean, very happy with that. And Barnett always hustles, let's face it. I, You know, you say think what you want about Derek Barnett always injured hasn't performed probably up to you know his status as a first round pick but man that guy does hustle there there's no question and if he can stay healthy and this is a contract year for him uh this could be a very good season for him yeah i mean i think Derek barnett is a good player and i i talk about this a lot on my show with jody mcdonald verse 365 and he he's not a big Derek barnett fan i think the issues where Derek barnett are basically all health related look you need to be on the field, no question about it. It's a fair criticism. But when he's on the field, he's been pretty uh, successful. He's been a good player. Now, as a former number 14 overall pick, you know, I think people were expecting, you know, double-digit sacks every year. So maybe the expectations are a little bit out of whack. But here's how I say it. If he got picked in the second round, you'd probably think, that's a really good player. And ultimately... Who cares about somebody's pedigree? Just, you know, kind of stack good players. And I think Derek is a very good player. He, he has to stay healthy, though. Let's stay there at the DN spot. I know Connor Miles, our colleague with SI.com, is really high on Josh Sweat, and uh, certainly for good reason. Um, Sweat has played very well. Another person that has stood out to me in these first four days, and he's working both sides uh, of the line of scrimmage, both left and right, uh, you know, because Gannon wants to have that versatility uh, among his defensive players. So he's got sweat work on both sides of the line. But uh, we talked to Josh tonight after practice, and uh, he was kind of funny. <laughs> you know, when Josh you, thinks everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, this, I don't know why that is. Uh, you know, I miss the joke <laughs> sometimes. But uh, yeah, but he, you know, uh, what was it? He, he was asked about. Um, uh, a couple things. His contract, obviously, it's a contract year for Sweat, and uh, he says he doesn't pay it much attention. Just that'll take care of itself. But what were your takeaways of that presser, John? Well, you know, Josh, I, I think Josh is ready to have a a, a breakout year. I really do. Uh, and it is part of it is a contract year. And obviously, human nature says you're going to really put everything, you know, on the line to try to get that big second contract. He's playing very well. I think arguably over the first four days. If you were saying who's been the best player on the field, he'd be in the conversation. You might go in some different directions, but he would be on the really, really short list, uh, my list. So he's played very well. Um, you know, I think this team is tremendously deep uh, on the defensive line. If you think about a rotation of Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett and Josh Sweat, uh, then you can throw Milton Williams in there inside with Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. You know, Hassan Ridgeway is there. We haven't even talked about him. T.Y. McGill had a good practice yes, today. Yes, T.Y. McGill sure did, yeah. I mean, this team is really good and really deep on the defensive line. And they're probably going to have to be because the back seven isn't uh, uh, maybe up to snuff compared to that. But the secondary, i got to tell you, Stephen Nelson – 
puts a lot of things in place. He's sort of like a domino. Before he was here, you're like, what are they going to do? Now that he's here, you're like, okay, this is pretty good, especially if Rodney McLeod can get back. Certainly physical. Steve Nelson has really shown some physicality these last couple days. We saw some one-on-one -on -one receiver uh, DB drills today, which I could have watched that all night. That was fantastic. But, you know, on the first one, he was going against Travis Fulgham, and he really, really hands you on Fulgham. Might have gotten called for a PI. I thought I saw a jersey pull. But, you know, this this is a guy that uh, – who was that? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting, we're getting ways yeah, left and no, right. Yeah. That was Landon Dickerson. Oh, was that Landon Dickerson? Yeah, yeah. He's driving a beat-up old white pickup yeah. truck, man. He's got hey, to upgrade man. that after that big contract. He just contract. grabbed a contract. He's, in, he's, he's busy. <laughs> I can tell you. I had to get my tire done. You have no time this time of year. He probably wants to go buy a new car. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't forget what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, the Landon, Landon yeah, yeah, Stephen Nelson. I, I like the physicality that he brings. Um, but that one-on-one -on -one drill, we saw some good stuff there. Hertz made some good throws in those one-on-one -on -one drills. Darius Slay, Jalen Rager. We didn't even talk about yeah, Rager. Rager returned in, today. Uh, team, team drills. He made. He ran a really, really nice route on one of those one-on-ones. Uh, nice, nice cuts. Uh, and Darius Slay was covering him, and, and Slay was right with him through it all and knocked yeah. the ball away. I got to tell you, man, Darius Slay is one of the best coverage corners in this league, and that's what I've been talking about with Stephen Nelson. Look, I, I don't, I'm not going to say Stephen Nelson is a superstar or anything of that nature, but he's a really competent corner, and I think that's what I was talking about—that domino effect. All of a sudden, you have Avante Maddox who was able to play in the slot, and. Now you're saying, okay, you're cooking with gas if you're Jonathan Gannon. It really changes uh, the look of this defense, and I think it was a really uh, important signing. I know people like to pile on Howie Roseman. you got to give him credit for this one. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, listen, we got to wrap this up. Um, Today was military day here at Eagles Camp. It was fantastic. All the military personal personnel was out. Uh, they brought a, a one a plus one. So and it was a very enthusiastic practice. Very enthusiastic crowd. They had flags in the ground all over the place. Really uh, a terrific day for the military to honor the military, and we thank all of them for our, their service. Uh, tomorrow they, the Eagles are off. The pads we found out today. We thought we're coming on Monday. The pads aren't coming on until Tuesday. But I'll tell you, this, these practices have been very physical um, without pads. Uh, I can't wait to see yeah, how gonna much be, it's going to be fun. It yeah, it's gonna be, everybody's going to be excited for pad day. Uh, and we'll be here. Yeah. And, hey, and just because the Eagles aren't practicing Sunday, John and I are going to have stories uh, tomorrow. And uh, so keep following us at yeah. si.com slash NFL slash Eagles or uh, www.eaglemaven.com. And uh, thank you again for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.